Hello, my friend, and happy Friday. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm excited for today's episode because it's going to be a little different, but it's going to be cool because I'm inviting you to come and be a fly on the wall in a coaching session with me. And the reason I'm doing this is because I recently launched a new coaching service called the Purpose Sessions, and they're different from what I would normally do because typically with coaching, number one, I get questions all the time about what is it? How do I work with you? Do I have to book a bunch of sessions? And I just wanted to shine a little bit of light on that and bring some clarity. And also these sessions are just a one-off a la carte book when you want to session. There's no long commitment involved. This is a two hour intensive where you and I would sit down like friends over coffee and just process, like talk through what's challenging you, what's heavy on your heart and what's keeping you from being able to get back in your sweet spot with clarity and moving forward with an actionable plan that you feel confident and empowered in. So that's what we're doing today. This is just a tiny sneak peek of what those intensive sessions would be like. And at the end, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I will leave the link to the page where it has more information about the purpose sessions, so you can find out more and book if you want to. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So without further ado, let's dive right in. All right. I'm so excited to dive in and get to chat with you again and just kind of hear what's been going on. So, uh, I guess just to get started, I sent over those questions. Did you get a chance to kind of think through those? Yes. And to be honest with you, so many thoughts came to mind. It was hard to just pick one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what would you say is the biggest thing on your heart and on your mind? Uh, mental health, mental health. That's a huge one. Mental health for sure. It's, it's like, I never didn't believe in it, but it was almost so height. And I know that sounds horrible. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like, is it really that bad? Like, I don't understand it. And this past week I had a panic attack full-on anxiety overload and through that time through that journey taking time to myself like even separating from my husband because I'm like I need to figure this out um it's like memories just started to come back and I never realized that growing up through my teenage years and even entering adulthood how much um I was struggling with it Mm -hmm. but I have that personality I'm like oh, well, I tell my body what to do. Like my body doesn't tell me to do. So when I just got overload hit this past week, um, I felt like I didn't have any control Mm -hmm. because the anxiety was so high. Um, It was very hard to calm myself down. And usually I can read a book, drink some water, read scripture even. And I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Not this time. Mm -hmm. It was more in depth. And it wasn't just, well, turn on your favorite song and get through it. No, it was listening to 10 of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. reading more than just one scripture, drinking a whole lot of more water. Like, it was intense. And I have never experienced that before. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? I mean, obviously I'm not a healthcare professional and so I'm limited in the ways that I can speak to this, but, um, what would you say is the the thing that you'd be most excited to walk away from after our time together? Um, probably clarity mm-hmm. and definitely feeling like I'm not alone. And I know that I really do, but sometimes my head and heart want to have this spy over. Do you really know that? 
Like, Mm. are you just saying that because that's what you always hear? But do you really down in your core, in that gut, like really believe that you're not alone, that, Mm. you know, you can do this? Yeah, that's huge. I feel like that's (laughs) a, a major piece of the puzzle with mental health. I was actually just having a conversation, another episode, uh, talking about the idea of vulnerability and how the enemy just really uses isolation And this lie that we're alone so much. And when it comes to mental health, I feel like that is a huge part of it. So you are absolutely not alone, but I I love that you are aware of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know that I hear it all the time. Like you're not alone. You're not alone, but it's so different to experience actually feeling it and being in it. It's a different story. Um, Mm -hmm. So I get that I have been there and I, I would love to support you in any way that I can. So you mentioned clarity. Yeah. You mentioned clarity. Is there something where you feel unclear about this? I know you mentioned just, you really want to truly believe and understand that you're not alone, but is there another facet of this where you feel like you're lacking clarity? Um, somewhat it's, I'm going to speak as clearly as I can and not be all over the place. But again, with how it came uh, my first thought was, you know, I, I'm sick. I have like this sensation in my throat. Like I'm not understanding, like I'm running to my school nurse. I'm going to my lead teacher and I'm like, something's wrong. Like I don't feel myself. I'm not myself. Something's wrong. So I was trying to do everything and anything to not go through the five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to address the problem and go from there. But my biggest thing right now is learning my triggers. Mm -hmm. And I think that would go hand in hand with clarity. Um, And to not just tell myself what I want to hear, but actually what I need to hear. And that's a big difference because what I want to hear is you're good. There's nothing wrong. Like this is just a little step in the road. You got this. And even though that's true, but what I really need to hear is you're going through this. It may be a three-week journey, a three-month journey, a three-year journey, but what's important, and even people around me that have struggled with anxiety and these panic attacks, that if you can't point out your triggers, um, you know, it's not going to be helpful. You need to be honest with yourself and point out your triggers and also not get mad at yourself, mm. which is when I was coming in, I was frustrated with myself for freaking out over nothing. And, you know, it, that was probably the hardest thing. Yeah. It was so unclear why I was freaking out when I was watching a movie, mm-hmm. when I was brushing my dog, like, and a freak out came and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, why are you freaking out? So, um, hopefully that made sense. Yeah, hopefully. it does. It does. And I think you touched on something really key is that clarity really does go side by side with a bit of Mm self-awareness. And like you said, knowing what kind of triggers you, knowing what gets you into that space where you might be susceptible more to stress and anxiety. Um, Do you know some things off the top of your head since kind of thinking through this that you can identify as some things that might cause you to feel more anxious and overwhelmed? Um, It's funny you say that, like that specific question, because growing up, I've always I've never liked the unknown. 
and that was just me as a kid teenager going into adulthood like yeah I don't like the unknown it's like the dark who doesn't like it like to (laughs) me to me you're weird if you like it um (laughs) but that's my opinion and with last week and how everything hit um it was actually my parents uh brought up they're like well sometime during spring break or at some time you know we need to talk as a family some stuff has come up and instantly it's like why can't you tell me on the phone why why are you bringing in us why are you asking our spouses to come like what's going on and my sister and I have talked about it um because she struggles with anxiety as well Mm. and we're like well why can't it's all these whys and our mind is going everywhere and I realize that is something uh, when it comes to the unknown when it comes to uncertainties about certain things now if it's something little that's not as much as a trigger but everything that's happening in Ukraine everything it does cause a little bit of anxious feelings but I think that's more so of I wish I was Wonder Woman and I could swoop in and just save them. It's not even the feeling as much as I would love to help, but it's like, it's not that I feel helpless. My heart breaks for the people. And that's when I want to rescue. Um, again, I told myself not to get off track and it usually happens, but that that's really when it happens. A lot of the unknown, a lot of, mm-hmm. um, I mean, anything, even if I, if something doesn't go my way, and I don't say that in a selfish reason at all, it's more of the, this isn't the plan. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Um, you know, I just celebrated my 30th birthday in December and I'm like, you know, I, I'm not afraid to age at all. But where the little fear comes in is that, am I giving my all? Well, what if I'm not giving my all? Like, I'm, I need to do more and more and more and take care of those around me. But then if I'm not taking care of myself, like, that's when, I don't know. It all just, it's like they're all just holding hands where the unknown affects this. Well, then that affects this. And it's like just a, like a dirty old cycle yeah. and it all goes <laughs> And it all goes back to being unknown. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because it is big. And Mm -hmm. I I can understand how you would feel that sense of helplessness. Are you motivated a lot of the time by helping other people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that plays into it hugely because it's not just your unknown. It's like, well, what Mm -hmm. about my people? What about these people? What about the world? (laughs) You know, like that's a huge weight to carry. It it is. and I pretend that I am this superhero and that I want to do all of these things. But when it comes to people like other friends, yourself, no matter who it is, where they're like, well, it's okay. Just calm down. And I'm like, don't, don't <laughs> tell me to calm down. It's like, if you tell me to calm down, I need to hear it truly in the way where that person isn't frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm having a freak out moment and they're like, 
take a breath. You need to relax. You're, you're not helping yourself. And I'm like, I can see that I'm not helping myself, but what I need from that person that's with me is it's not that I'm asking to be treated like a juvenile child, but it's more so of, can you use like, just say what you want, but just change your tone. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, to where it's like, Hey, let me help you instead of being that demanding, like, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's like, what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. And I've learned that myself because I definitely want to practice what I preach more so than anything else in the world. Um, and in a way it's like the pressure still comes. So it's like, it's just trying to find that balance. And it's been one of the hardest things so far. Um, I, I really just blame turning 30. I'm like <laughs> at 29, I wasn't dealing with this. Um, but with new age, it comes more responsibility or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. The older you get, the more responsibilities, the more changes that are come. And what's crazy, I, I feel like a small part is I am made equipped to do this but my heart hasn't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of taken its sweet time. And yeah. So when you say you you're equipped to do it, what are you equipped mm-hmm. to do? Um, I mean, something as simple and it's talked about every day, but even to be kind, mm-hmm. to, to be caring, to not just, down someone else's throats for um saying what they believe in type thing yeah yeah that makes sense and I can see how that would come through in your your desire to care for others and be there for others yes for sure yeah and it's um I do care about others so very much and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before but it's so easy to give others the advice. It's so easy to lift the others up, whether you're having a cup of coffee, it's so easy to say, you've got this, I'm praying for you. But when that person turns around and says the same thing, usually my mentality is break down and cry or (laughs) it's, yeah, I know, I know. And it's not like I want to have a hard heart and not accept it, but gosh, it's, it's so hard. It's, and to be honest with you and so vulnerable, which is so hard to do sometimes, but it's like, I'm striving to be the best, but it's on the line of trying to be perfect. Mm. And I think it's like slowly killing or not killing, but slowly bringing all of like these negative feelings in a way, mm. um, into my life but it's still trying to find that balance again. Like, well, you can be positive, like be this, be that, but I don't know. Like it's just been the massive struggle lately to admit that I'm going through something. I mean, it goes into people pleasing and not wanting to disappoint. Like it's just the long list of thing after thing, which again, all wraps around to, um, mental health. Like I said, in the beginning, um, that 
looking back in retrospect, it's like, if someone could have called that out in me, mm-hmm. like at a young age, as a teenager, would I be where I am today? But because no one did call it out, I just got the fun. Oh, you're so crazy. You're this. But I was a, such an emotional teenager, like mm-hmm. to the point it was kind of ridiculous of what I would break down to or what affected me so bad where I was called out for being, okay, you just need to calm down. Like, this is ridiculous. And as a teacher, And with the specific kids I work with, with behavior students, Mm -hmm. I fight the battle every day to call their behavior ridiculous. And at some points it is, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just portraying it. It's saying it in a different way than um, putting them down and Mm. lifting them up through saying, hey, this is really, this isn't right but I want to help you get through it. Mm. Sadly and unfortunately, I just got the, hey, you need to calm down, go to your room and calm down or, you know, straighten up. Mm. And, you know, I don't blame anyone for that because I, I just don't. I'm not one that holds grudges or that stays angry for a long period of time. But to end this long speech with, um, <laughs> If I could hug my 14-year-old self, I would. Mm. Um, And just tell her it's going to be okay. It's okay to be crazy. It's okay to do this and that. Um, You're going to be okay. And I'm sure in 20 years, I would want to come back and hug my 30-year-old self on this particular (laughs) day and just be like, look how far you've come now and and there's the hope there's the hope that ties it all in that there is that light at the end of the tunnel there is that you are going to be okay and thank the heavens thank the lord that 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 particular feeling has never left my body has never left my mind in the midst of tragedy there was always that even if it was one little grain of salt of it's gonna be okay and that's been my go-to for Mm. quite a while now that's incredible that you're able to look back and even say to to my 14 year old self like I just (laughs) want to hug her (laughs) yeah and that you're able to bring that to where you are today to your 30 year old self and say I just want to hug her Mm -hmm. do you feel that you give yourself the permission to be struggling or to not have it all figured out um again last week it it really didn't give me the option um I I had to I had to break down and was acting like a complete maniac in front of my husband to where he told me he's like go lay down go calm down and if it gets any worse like if you just feel like you can't control yourself well because he didn't understand either he did not understand and when I just separated myself put on a movie and I slept like Mm. and I just kind of slept it off and when I woke up there was a peace like there was still like that fighting like oh I I got it I got her I got her 
but it was like still that overwhelming piece like no I mean it was just it was just crazy so after that whole experience even today um even this morning I didn't allow myself to go full-on anxious about it to go full-on making myself crazy with it but it's like well if she asked me this, I want to say this, like it was preparing in advance. Cause again, it's all, it all goes back to the unknown. Mm -hmm. So I was going through every question and I wanted to have an answer ready for everything. I call that just me, my own to where I just want to be prepared and, you know, training my mind to speak more clearly. Do you think that is a strength or weakness about yourself? It, I want to say weakness just because it depends on the situation. For an example, if I'm in an interview, I do my absolute best to not even say the word like. Just feel like, and there I say it. Um, <laughs> it it's so hard because I try so, I get so hard in an interview to speak clearly uh, to where that's a weakness if that all comes out. However, if I'm with friends, if we're just having the best day, if I'm walking my dogs with my husband, it's not as much as a weakness. I still try to catch it and work on it, but I don't feel that pressure of, okay, you can't say these words. Like you just can't. But when I'm in a more chill environment, it, it's not as bothersome. It also, I mean, the interview was just an example, but it also goes to whom, who I'm around. Mm. Um, I don't know if this is unfortunate or not. To me, it's kind of fortunate because some people can't handle me. <laughs> I can't handle the crazy where in the beginning, it, it is chill with certain people because there are some friends I show my full on side, sides of everything and we're good to go. And then there's a few, like I'm getting to know, you know, it's like a relationship. You have the process of getting to know each other. And before you know it, you're falling asleep on each other's couches just because you've been hanging out all day and you're tired. Like There's different levels in those friendships. Mm -hmm. And again, in the beginning with certain ones and even the ones I've had now, I look back and remember kind of starting off slow with a few of them, like just testing the waters in a way. Not that I was afraid that I wouldn't have them as a friend, but I think it's just human nature in a way. It's like, well, just see how it goes. And when you start to see their crazy thing, you're full on, <laughs> um, you know, be yourself. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to people, but because I have some of the best relationships now, even through the method I used. I wouldn't trade it for the world because it, it, you get what you get. Um, ironically enough, I, I still do that with certain things with certain people, but now hearing so many speeches on life is short, you just go for it. And now my mindset these days, again, I, I, I think it's an age thing. I really do think age has a lot to do with it where I'm like, if I have, you know, just 10 friends or whatever in my thirties, I'm fine with that. Like I'm not that 14 teenage girl anymore where I was 
raving these relationships with guys and girls mm-hmm. um you know now I'm you know married to my best friend and it's incredible to actually call your spouse that and you know there's not that urge anymore to be like okay I can't I can't be crazy what if they don't like me now mm-hmm. it's like if you don't like the crazy it it's okay and not to sound cocky in any way but if any person ever chooses like I want you to be my friend I want you in my life and I'm like then I will love you to death mm-hmm. I will care about you you call me I will talk to you I will do this with you and if that's part of my legacy I'm so happy for that because mm-hmm. I want to be that person that well, she didn't have to even say anything. She was just there. And it's like that presence of just being there. Yeah. Um, again, just all goes back to any type of health, really from mental to spiritual, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting that you say that because it sounds like, and from what I know of you, you are a very intentional person <laughs> and you love people really well. And even from what you said about, you know, you want to prepare, you want to give your best. Like Mm -hmm. that is incredible. And you seem Mm -hmm. to be very present and confident and comfortable in that space. And then we have the sphere of the unknown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which is just, it's interesting when you look at it that way, because it's like, you are someone who is intentional. You are someone who is prepared. You are Mm -hmm. someone who is present, but the unknown is scary. And I agree. (laughs) I am the same way. Like I am not a huge fan of things that I don't know, um, and, and don't understand, Mm -hmm. but who you are is the perfect kind of person to deal with the unknown. Does that make sense? Mm. You are so present. You're so intentional. You, you will take the time to prepare and do what you need to show to do in order to show up well and give your best. Mm. So that is exactly the kind of traits and attributes you would need to conquer the unknown, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. I've never thought about it in that way before. And as positive as I try to be as I am, when it came to the unknown and thoughts like that, they were more on the negative side, mm. more on the how could I ever be? a counselor, um, with having, I mean, this fear, um, this, this unknown feeling of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really don't like to say fear. I'm not really a fearful person, but when it comes to, um, eternity, which is the biggest factor, um, I have to calm myself down. I, I love to talk about it with people. But when anything comes up about that specific part of our conversation, I politely tell them after two minutes of talking about it that I'm done just because it's like my brain cannot comprehend that. Mm. And as far as I know, I haven't met anyone else that their brain can. And <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And, and I don't think we're supposed to. I think that's the humorous uh, the humorous side of Jesus. He's like, I don't want you to figure it out. I, w- I want you to be a surprise. And when I change my mindset and think of him 
portraying it as a surprise, I calm down. Yeah. And I love that that brings you peace. Just reframing mm-hmm. it can give you some peace. And that's really cool. Cause I think when we can start to look at the future and the unknown, even just unknown mm-hmm. that way and start to reframe it, it's like, for me hearing you speak and just kind of looking at it from a bird's eye view, I can see that you're someone who is prepared and intentional and you're going to give your best and you're going to care for people. Like if that same person is in the unknown circumstances, I think you're going to have what it takes to navigate that when you get there. Right. Yeah. But it's just the in-between space where it's like, I'm not there yet. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to forget that we have everything we need and we can pull from those resources when we get there. But until we're there, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's really hard. (laughs) It it is. It's so hard. Like, yeah, it is. It's so hard and it's so uncomfortable. But I think for me, from my experience, and again, I can't speak to a whole lot of the medical side of things, but in my experience with anxiety, I've just seen that that in-between space is what gets me the most because Mm -hmm. I know I'm okay right now. And I believe that, that God will be present there as he is here and in the process, but that in-between space of, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how we're going to deal with it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's just all these things that I can't control and I can't ever know until I get there. So it's figuring out that how do I live in the in-between space and bring that peace here with me now? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And I love that. Um, something you said reminded me actually of a song um I don't remember who sings it but it's talking about I've already walked through that I've already been there and it's about God's point of view because everything we're walking through Jesus did it first where he wouldn't put us through something or allow us to go through something if he didn't walk through it he did struggle with temptation and all these other things that we're walking through because I've had people tell me it's like really God walked through a breakup and I'm like no but he walked through heartache he walked through despair he walked through grief and it's such a beautiful picture because yes God is all high and mighty but when he was on earth he was human and that as well as that overwhelming peace and feeling, you know, again, like I said, God's smile and warmth. That's another safety feeling for me is you walked through this too. So I don't know, it it could bring me like to tears and just pure joy because that alone right there shows that no one's alone, no matter what you walk through, no one's alone. But it's so beautiful to me to see that because he'll use people around us and use ourselves to be like, I'm going to use you to tell her this because she's not really listening to me right now. But if it all goes back to him, that's when he receives the glory. That's when he receives everything that he deserves. Yeah. That's so good. And I love that you even said in there, (laughs) like that confidence that we are not alone. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know it. Cause I remember in the beginning, you were saying like, what I want to hear, what I need to know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not alone. And it sounds like your heart knows it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just, again, that tension of like, okay, I know it, but when I'm in it, 
Can I draw on it? Can I, can I remind myself when I'm in it that I'm not alone Mm -hmm. and that even if I'm not okay right now, it will be, he'll carry me through it. And I have people around me that love me and I am equipped. I have what I need, like all of those things, just, just bringing it into the process, bringing it into the struggle, I Mm -hmm. think sometimes is what brings that peace back into focus. And it helps us just take it one step at a time. Yes, Mm. for sure. And that's another thing on the learning list. It's like you're on stone two and you want to go all the way to 10. (laughs) You need to hit these stones first, because if you go all the way to 10, you will have to backtrack because you need to learn something on stone five Mm. that prepares you for 10. And this whole journey has been preparation and my boss actually shared this with me when I worked in Oak Cliff back in 2017. She looked me straight in the eye and said, what you go through is for other people. So I'm waiting to meet someone or just connect with someone that has these struggles like I do so we can help each other. I'm like, it all goes back to him. And that's the best cycle Mm. in the world when it all goes back to him to receive that glory, to receive that heart. And which is a great reminder of leaving the 99 for that one. Yeah. That's so cool. So I love that. And I think that's just so powerful mm because it brings a whole lot of purpose and meaning to the here and now, and even the stuff you haven't walked through yet, like keeping that perspective, you know? And so as we're wrapping up, I know you were saying in the beginning that you really just wanted to take away some clarity. I, I can, looking at you, it seems like you're a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you have a little bit more confidence and kind of just purpose about it. So how are you feeling now? How would you say, where are you at with clarity? Yes. That clarity, um, has come. I mean, thankfully, like throughout this session with you, it, I've gained so much more and because of your words and your questions, it has caused all of this to come out like a faucet, like just (laughs) come out and not stop. I love it. So yes, definitely without a shadow of a doubt. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you and I am just over here cheering you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWord Show. I love having you here and I am so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, remember, I'm cheering you on.